Year after year after year, I hear people tell me that they do not want to pay large subscription fees or for memberships to be able to get access to content related to safety. So me and my friends here at Safety FM have come up with an idea called Safety FM Plus. This is a video streaming service that allows you to have some downloadable document content available readily wherever you are. You can go to the website safetyfmplus.com or go to the Apple Store app and download it for your iPhone, iPad, or even Apple TV. It's also available on Android and Android TV, Roku, and Fire TV. We want to be wherever you are. So to get you started, you can come to the website or download the apps as we just discussed. The other great portion about this is that if you sign up right now at safetyfmplus.com, you will get a downloadable version of Simple Revolutionary Acts, the first book by Dr. Todd Conklin as part of your membership to get into this. So go right now to safetyfmplus.com to find out more information. That is safetyfmplus.com. So why don't you come over? This, this, this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The following program is rated MALSV. It contains strong language, sexual situations, and violence. It is intended only for mature audiences. Finally, show with the balls and call it like it is. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Countdown to audio torture. The Rated R Safety Show starts in three, two, one. Ah, let the eardrum pain begin. Forget the corporate bullshit. This is the Rated R Safety Show with your host, Dr. Uh, it doesn't matter who the host is. Well, is that not the truth or what? Let's talk about it real quick. Anyways, today is Wednesday, February the 17th of 2021. Day, 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 day. 48th of the year and only 317 days left to go. So there you go. We are broadcasting live from the Safety FM studios in Orlando, Florida. Yeah, Orlando, Florida, coming across the multiverse of Safety FM, of course, as we do it every morning. And then, of course, we are hanging out with our newest friends, our newest friends right there. Well, let me let them tell you about it. You're being infiltrated. Radio Big. Okay, so the infiltration is starting with Radio Big. So there you go. That's what we're doing. So let me tell you a little bit about the show. If you're not familiar with how the layout of the land works, I mean, hopefully you already do know, but let's tell you a little bit about it. So what ends up taking place is we talk about safety in the news, news and safety, and then we have some professional broadcasters that come in, tell you a little bit of the stuff that's going on. I come back in and then give you some more news stories, and we hang out together, and I kind of give you a lot of opinion-based stuff on what I think that's going on inside of the multiverse of Safety FM in the world and all that kind of fun stuff. So anyways, I want to start off with a big thank you, a big thank you to all, to all, yes, all of the people that came out yesterday and hung out at the Safety Reconfigured class that we did yesterday, live virtual class. I have to tell you, I have received so many interactions after the class that I'm really glad on how many people really did enjoy it. So good to hear. Um, Yes, there has been a question that has already come about, and I'm contemplating about it because I'm always kind of a little shy when it comes to this stuff Um, in regards of if we are willing to release it as just a straight recording where you don't get to interact. I've already had that question come up several times. I'm thinking about it. I can't I can't promise you that I'm going to do it, but I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about doing a couple of different things here, but the question came about yesterday. Would it be available for people to still acquire after the event was over? If you did purchase a ticket yesterday before the ticket stopped selling, yes, it was available, but we did close it down for any new people, blah, 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 because it wasn't live. 
I mean, wasn't live after after that. Um, but yeah, contemplation about it. I, I'm always shy about selling people stuff that's pre-recorded or having them invest in something that's recorded. Um, we'll talk about it. I mean, we'll take a look <laughs> look about it. I mean, I'm gonna. It's probably gonna take me a couple of days before I even figure out if that makes sense for what I what I want to bring as value propositions to you. And so on. I mean, we can talk about it. I'm not going to guarantee anything, but we're, we're thinking about it. We're thinking about it. Maybe that's the easier way to do it. Anyway, so let's talk about what is trending currently across the multiverse, across the multiverse right now. So right now, trending in the top five fiction and nonfiction books currently on the New York Times bestsellers list. Let me give it to you. Five to one. Five to one, two times. So here we go. Going into the fiction category at number five, Firefly Lane. At number four, Serpentine. At number three, The Survivor. At number two, The Duke and I. Not the Dukes of Hazard. Um, and at number one, The Four Winds. And then in the nonfiction category, here we go. Number five, A Promise Land. At number four, Just As I Am. At number three, Unmasked. At number two, 400 Souls. And at the number one book in the nonfiction category, according to the New York Times bestsellers list, they are saying that it is Think Again by Adam Grant. So there you go. That is what's going on inside of the multiverse, the multiplex, the multi, whatever you want to call it. And that's what we have going on real quick. So there you go. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff going on in the nonfiction, fiction categories of books. Do you still buy books, hardcover, hardcover books and talk about those, read those, or, or do you do the softback? Do you do the digital? Do you, what do you do? I have to tell you, as of late, I've been having a lot of conversations with people related to books. So it's kind of been interesting. Uh, I will tell you it has not been released yet, but I have been working on a book with someone else. Not that I will have anything to do with a physical copy, more of a kind of a narrating gig. Um, So we'll talk about that as it does come closer to release date. Um, in regards of this particular book, I've been pretty excited about working on it. It, it did take it did take some time to do, um, to get it all done. So, my voice will now be associated with a book. I mean, not that it's ha- not that it hasn't been associated with some other books already. But anyway, so let me get into. I mean, I think it's time for feature story. I mean, it is time for feature story. It is hump day. I mean, I'm kind of feeling kind of we're in the middle of the week, but I don't know. Like the weeks never end for me. It kind of feels like at times. Uh, so a lot of stuff to talk about. Not sure what we're going to start off worse first. So here we go. Maybe we do it different today. Do you, do you, I don't know. I don't know. We have Adam Edwards available and we also have feature. I don't know. Do you want to take a survey for it? Let's take a survey. Eh, think about it. Here is the news on the Rising Star Safety Show. Story news in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Former President Trump's launched a blistering attack on the Republican leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell. Last week, Senator McConnell voted to acquit Donald Trump at his impeachment trial, but then made it clear he believes the former president was responsible for the deadly assault on the U.S. Capitol building last month. Simon Marks reports from FSN Washington. Donald Trump is unsparing in the fury he vents at Senator McConnell. He accuses the veteran Republican leader in the Senate of being a dour, sullen and unsmiling political hack. And he says if Republicans keep him in a leadership position, they will not win again. It's the clearest indication yet that a battle royal is waging for the future of the party and that Donald Trump is going to waste no time in staking his claim to be its leader. U.S. President Joe Biden says COVID-19 vaccine doses will be available to every American by the end of July. He was speaking at a town hall event in Wisconsin, his first official trip outside of Washington since becoming president. The German government's offering a new financial lifeline to businesses struggling with the costs of the country's long-running lockdown. But while the move's been welcomed by business groups, there's a growing push to get Europe's biggest economy moving again. Trent Murray reports from Berlin. 
Self-employed workers who have been hit hard by the COVID-19 pandemic are to be given a one-off payment of 7,500 euros to help cover the costs of the lockdown. The policy, which was announced by Finance Minister Peter Altmaier, comes on top of other government schemes designed to keep German workers from falling into financial hardship. Europe's biggest economy has ground to a halt as a result of the second wave of COVID-19, with most businesses closed since late last year. The current lockdown is due to end on March 7th, with German business groups pressuring Chancellor Merkel to allow a reopening of the high street. Trent Murray, Berlin. The UK government's denying it won't ease COVID-19 lockdown restrictions until cases are below 1,000 a day. Media reports suggest that's the level the government wants to see cases at before a significant unlocking takes place. Cases are currently at over 10,000 per day, although the seven-day average is falling rapidly. Prime Minister Boris Johnson is due to set out plans to ease lockdown on Monday. Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab says there's lots to take into account. The number of cases is important, but so is the R level. It was good to see the R level is now below one. There's the pressure on the NHS. There's the rollout of the vaccine. It's a balanced judgment. There's no single cast iron formula that will, uh, or one particular indicator that uh, above all other considerations can uh, can decide this. And um, so we'll look at all of the indicators, all of the evidence. We know that the vaccine has had a significant role. You can see from the seven-day data on cases, hospital admissions and fatalities that we're in the right direction. And the PM will set the roadmap out on Monday. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. People been saying to your friend, get a different face. And posting on their feed, they're super ugly. The things they say to them online are cruel and they're not true. So tell your friend, I'll stand up for you. Don't worry, I know what to do. Know someone being bullied online? You can be a witness and make a difference by letting the world know it isn't cool. And by letting your friend know you care. Learn more at eyewitnessbullying.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in medical emergencies. What many of us don't realize is that health insurance won't always cover the full amount of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with high deductibles and co-pays. That's why an Air MedCare Network membership is so important. As a member... If an emergency arises, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by an AMCN provider. Best of all, a membership covers your entire household for as little as $85 a year. AMCN providers are called upon to transport nearly 100,000 patients a year. This is coverage no family should go without. Now, as a Jay Allen Show listener, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card with a new membership. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash safety and use the offer code safety. And don't forget to tell them that Jay Allen sent you. He's a man. <laughs> it's awesome, funny, random, doesn't make any sense, but it's good. Jay Allen in the morning on Radio Yeah, I think it's not supposed to make any sense half the time, but that's the way that it kind of goes around and about and so on. So what do you think? I mean, well, big, you know, big financial changes over there on the other side. Of course, listening to the former president, exactly what's going on on that other side of the planet. I mean, a lot of stuff always going on here inside of the news and what we talk about and all that kind of fun stuff. So I don't know. I look at it and go, what do you think? What should happen? How do we move? All that kind of fun stuff because it becomes very awkward at times when we start talking about it because you know we're going to get to the swamp at some point. You know that we're going to talk about what's going on inside of the world of the news. You just know that we're going to cover a little bit about everything. So let's talk about this because this is what's trending right now at the very top of the hour. So taking it from the very top, the five-year-old girl who was injured in a car crash involving the Chiefs assistant coach, Britt Reed is awake from a coma. 
Almost two weeks after the crash, Ariel Young is awake. Her family posted on their GoFundMe page they did not expand on her medical conditions. Authorities are still investigating the, the how the crash did occur on February the 4th when Reed's pickup truck struck two other vehicles parked on the highway entrance ramp. One of the vehicles had run out of gas and the other one with Ariel was sitting in was there to be able to help the one that had ran out of gas. The NFL is also looking into the incident. The GoFundMe page has reached over $500,000 in donations. Now, I will tell you, as you probably are fully aware, but I, I probably have a little bit more uh, info than some in regards of when it comes to people being in comas and non-responsive when it comes to them being into the hospital. And those bills are not cheap. Not cheap, my friends. I can tell you that. I can definitely tell you as you and I are having the conversation this morning. So hopefully everything will go well with Ariel Young and she'll see much improvement as things do go on. Let's continue talking. Biologists have predicted which animals are most likely to launch the next deadly COVID outbreak. Oh, this sounds uplifting and edifying. So let's talk about it real quick. According to doctors, doctor, doctors, listen to me, combination of Marcus and doctor all at the same time. Dr. Marcus Blackgrove, a University of Liverpool virologist who worked on the study of cats, rabbits, hedgehogs, all topped the list. Joining them are some species, domestic, domesticated pigs and cats, along with the usual suspects of bats. So there you go. The findings published in the Nature Communication describe how artificial intelligence was used to project. Yes, to, to predict this, to predict the information, predict previously unsuspected animals host a novel, a novel of potential deadly coronavirus strands. I mean, isn't this great? Now your household cat, you're going to be worrying about it. I mean, if you have a domesticated pig. Hi, Larry, Steve. Um then you probably might be concerned. Lead researcher Dr. Maya Waldish said that we are able to predict which species had the chance for many coronaviruses to infect them, either because they were very closely related to species known to carry out coronavirus or because they share the same geographical space. Scientists hope the findings will help encourage more throughout the monitoring of viral spill over from the animal world into the human world. Hold on. Is there a separation in worlds here that I'm not aware of? I mean, I know there's quite a few things that I'm not aware of, but I wasn't aware of the separation, as she called it. Anyways, let's continue talking. And, of course, we talk about this place, it seems like, at least once a week at minimum, sometimes twice. It's either what's going on inside of the not politics, but what's going on with the school district or what is going on with this. At least 20 people were shot and four people were murdered over the weekend in Chicago. The Chicago Police Department announced Tuesday that four people were killed between 6 p.m. Friday and 11.59 p.m. Monday, while 20 people were wounded in 18 shootings throughout the city. Of the shooting victims, seven were wounded on Monday alone. CPD Superintendent David O. Brown also noted that the officers have taken 1,180 illegal firearms off the street so far this year. What can we say here? Like, seriously, what can I say? I mean, this seems to become more and more of a thing as of late. What do you think there? What do you think as you hear it? I mean, I... Don't get me wrong. I like a lot of people that come out of Chicago. A lot of things, a lot of, a lot of things that are in Chicago. I don't know if I'll be going to Chicago. I mean, let's be realistic. I don't know if I'll be going anywhere anytime soon, except next week. But that's a whole other story. Um, so that's some stuff to talk about. So there you go. There you go. That's, that's some things there. Jaguar announced this week that the company's goal is to have an entire fleet of vehicles be electric by 2025. 
The move comes in the parent company Jaguar Land Rover pushes it into a global market for emission-free vehicles. The British-based company also plans to largely electrify the Land Rover SUV brand over the next decade. An effort to reimagine, yes, I did say reimagine, both labels as environmentally friendly businesses. The automaker will spend roughly about $3.5 billion with a B a year on electrification and its quest to achieve net zero carbon emissions to a statement released that was released this week. So what do you think here? I mean, here's the fun part. And here's the interesting part as we talk about this. When you look at what is going on with electric vehicles, Do you think that all of these companies are coming out of the woodwork on we're going to change now because Tesla is the number one car manufacturer in the world? I mean, think about it. Is this the reason for the change? I mean, because let's talk about some infrastructure issues real quick. Number one. Are the chargers going to work similar to the Tesla chargers? That's the first thing. And if that's not the case, where is the infrastructure for this to be able to work? Because are we going to have enough chargers? Because let's be realistic. You go to a traditional parking lot that if you're blessed enough has chargers, you're probably on a good day. If they have four, that's a lot. Not talking about the Tesla ones, because normally most Tesla ones, when you go somewhere, there's probably between 10 and 12. It's kind of the average. But if you're looking at these other infrastructures being built out or supposedly being built out, are they going to be normal regulated chargers throughout? Because let's be realistic. If you have an electric vehicle, it is not the quickest thing currently for it to actually charge. So how is that going to work? Like my, I will tell you, I do drive a version of an electric car. And it takes about four hours for it to charge. So as you can already tell, it is not a Tesla and I don't have a supercharger, but that's the thing. And and it's an old model. It's an older model one for sure. I mean, I'll put it to you this way. It's so old. The car's discontinued, but that's what I've opted to drive. But I know it takes four hours for it to charge. Well, I know that if I go out on a road trip and everything's full electric and I have to stop somewhere to charge, that's not going to work. So we have to understand this. Are they going to be supercharger based? Are they going to be based in a different world, a different portion here? And yes, I know they say that it is good for the environment. And I'm not saying that it's not. So let's not get confused here. But how is that going to work? Because unless it's something that it's relatively quick and it's something that it can be done relatively as fast as fueling your normal car, it's going to be interesting on how it's going to work. Because where people are going to freak out because they have for years already, yours included here, yours truly here included, is when you first get an electric car, it's like, hey, um, is it going to make it to wherever the hell I need to go? And that's understood because, hey. A gas station, I'm running out of gas, I stop at a gas station, boom. If I don't know where I can find a charger, that becomes a a difficult portion for me. So I think it'll be an interesting uphill battle going forward as all these cars are changing over. My question becomes this. When you start looking at some of these other cars, so like when you look at like the Ford Mustang that is actually becoming electric, is it going to have like that, is it going to have a fake boom power sound? Like, because, you know, when you get into a Mustang, that's part of the gig. Like you want that sound. And if you have the electric model, I will tell you an electric car drives so quiet that most people don't even know that it's next to them if they're walking next to it. I don't know, a lot to think think about there. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, here's some news. Former Australian Olympic swimmer Scott Miller has been arrested in connection with to an alleged drug 
syndicate that smuggled illegal substances inside of candles. According to the New South Wales Police Force, detectives began the investigation earlier this year into a criminal syndicate involved in the supply of prohibited drugs, mainly methamphetamines, ICE, of which Miller was identified as the kingpin. Authorities authorities stated that over $2 million worth of drugs were involved. Detective John Watson also told the Associated Press, but this was not a small operation. They were well-organized and well-financed. Miller, who has been charged with two counts of supplying commercial commercial quality, or sorry, commercial quantity of prohibited drugs dealing with the proceeds of the crime and directing the criminal group, won two medals at 1996 Summer Olympics Games in Atlanta. Boy, isn't that an interesting twist of events. So you're a drug smuggler, allegedly. In candles, but you're also an Olympic gold medalist. Wow, what a change. Okay, let's continue talking. Stock index turned in mixed results on Tuesday to begin the new week after it closed on President's Day. The Dow added 64 points to finish at a new record high, while the NASDAQ dipped down 47 points and the S&P sank about two points. The U.S. Treasury bond yield rose the highest level in over a year. Investors are signaling that the virus response packages will lead to increased inflation. Bitcoin, are you ready for this? Briefly, 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 just a small period of time. Small period of time. Was above $50,000. A new record. There you go. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Okay, let's continue talking. Multiple deaths have been reported as the country continues to be pummeled by the unprecedented winter storms. In San Antonio, a 70-year-old man froze to death after falling on the front lawn. In Houston, a woman and a girl suffered carbon monoxide poisoning when they sat in an attached garage while the car was running because they had no heat in their home. A man and a boy from the same family were hospitalized. Further east, three were people were killed and 10 were injured at a tornado that ripped through Bronswick County in North Carolina as of late Monday. In Tennessee, a 10-year-old boy died after falling into a frozen pond and, and his six-year-old sister, who also fell through, is in critical condition. Multiple deaths were also reported in Kentucky, Louisiana, as drivers lost control on slippery roads. The National Weather Service warned for an expansive area of hazardous weather from coast to coast, which will also not subside until later this week. Now, I will tell you, I have all kinds of friends, family, and acquaintances in good old Texas. And I will tell you, I have people that I know that say that they have been sitting with no power for over 40 hours now. And we can talk about, if we wanted to, and I don't know if I want to start that thing, but we could talk about it for if we wanted to, about how Texas has some items that are related to the power grid that are not regulated by the feds, which also causes them not to have winterized lines. But I don't know if we want to touch that subject. That could get us in trouble. You are listening to something magical. (laughs) You're listening to the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so I started to see this one, so let me tell you about it. I'm going to just tell you some brief about it, and let's go through it. William Shakespeare is the latest victim of cancel culture. A slew of woke English teachers told the school library journal how they plan to ditch the iconic author classic works because of proposed misogyny, racism, homophobia, classism, and anti-symptomism. Hold on. Symptomism. So there you go. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, a teacher of technology in high school in New Jersey told SLJ, SLJ that it doesn't plan to remove Shakespeare from her classroom, but instead reframe his work through more modern lens. So what are you thinking here? What do you think when you hear this? Like what comes to mind? Like, when you hear this about Shakespeare, what do you think? Do you th- Which side of the equation do you look at? Which side of the equation do you think, hey, that's absolutely right? Do you think it should be canceled, or do you think that it should just be 
looked at it through a modern lens. I mean, how do you look at this stuff? It's so difficult to say. I was actually listening to an interview yesterday with Brian Callen. Yeah, he used to be on Fighter and the Kid. And some st- he was talking about how he landed in the whole thing with cancel culture. And essentially, he started using the wording that people are attempting at that point when you land in there of murdering everything you do. I don't know. I mean, that was his words, not mine. But how do you look at it? Like, how do you go back for a moment and go, oh, I get it. I get it. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. Anyways, what is believed to be the world's oldest brewery has been on earth in ancient city of Abydos in Egypt at the site, which which it was dated back sometime between 3150 and 2613 BC, Egyptian and American anthropologist, anthropologist discovered 40 pottery basins divided into eight large rows that were used to produce beer, according to the Egypt Ministry of Tourism and Antiques. Dr. Matthew Adams, co-chair of the expedition, noted that the brewery was capable of producing around 22.400 liters, because that is not a comma, a beer at a time. Researchers believe that the beer was likely used for royal rituals. I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, just something to think about for sure. Beer. Does it do a body good? You could be listening to the best, but you're not. Radio Big. Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves only on Safety FM. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about some stuff going around and all that kind of fun things, you know, because that's what we do around here. We talk about what's going on, what I'm thinking about, all that fun stuff, you know. We have to do it in that fashion. If not, I kind of lose track of what the hell I have going on. Um, So let's talk about this for just a brief moment. And let's talk about not being, uh, what do we want to call it? Regretful? Let's talk about that. Let's talk about not looking back and regretting some of the things that we do. Let's talk about how life can change, dear John. And how sometimes we shouldn't settle. I do tend to talk a lot about meeting people where they're at. But today, I want to talk about not settling. Which is slightly different. And I think that sometimes... We get comfortable in our careers. We get comfortable with the way on how life is. And we get comfortable with a lot of things. I will tell you, kind of diving into my past for a moment. I was working when I finished my degree for communications and radio radio and TV broadcasting. And I had this great opportunity that came out to go to Michigan. Funny how that kind of made full circle later on. Um, But to go to Michigan shortly after I was done with my schooling. But I was comfortable at the time with the job that I was doing that I did not want to take a pay cut. It was not a different, like a huge pay cut, but I didn't want to take a pay cut to go to Michigan from Texas because I was content on what I was doing even though I wasn't doing anything in radio and always knew that I wanted to be in radio. And I have always, you know, there is no time machine. There is the no what if factor, but that was a decision that I made at time. And I look at this stuff and I go, man, how come we tend to settle at times opposed to really going after what we want? I mean, my brain didn't work well enough at the time to understand that Maybe one step back to be able to take four steps forward was something entirely that could occur. I didn't look at it that way. But I have seen this quote a long time ago. 
and I wanted to share it with you today as we look at sometimes on how we do settle for things and how sometimes we don't make some of these connections. So let me kind of tell you what the quote says, and then we'll cover a little bit more here. You can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. So you can trust that the dots will somehow connect in the future. You can trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. The approach has never let me down, and it has made me, or it has made all the difference in my life. Don't lose faith. I am convinced that the only thing that kept me going was that I loved what I did. You've got to find what you love. And that is as true for your work as it is for your lover or lovers in this case. Your work is always going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll find it, you'll know when you find it. And like a great relationship, it just keeps getting better and better as the years roll on. So keep looking until you find it and don't settle. That's a quote from Steve Jobs. Don't settle. If you take a look now, and if you know about Steve Jobs, besides that he was the original one of the original founders of Apple, him and Wozniak, you look at this, and his legacy lives on. Because he found the thing that he loved. And let's be realistic. We, we know that he got, you know, pushed away from Apple, did his own thing, came back. They asked him to come back and so on. You know, a whole other long story. But he continuously did what he loved. His legacy continues on after the man has been gone for several years, over a decade now. But have you found what you love? Like, can you truly say right now, the work that I do, I love. I am passionate about. I wake up every single morning busting my ass to do what I love. Can you honestly say that? And if you can't, did you settle? Listen, I will tell you this. I will share this with you. I have loved radio since I was a child. I still love it till this day. I'll probably love it till the day that I die. And then I fell in love with transportation and safety. And it was interesting with these two loves that made no sense with each other. Did not make any sense. They should never see the light of day. Who the hell wants to know anything about radio and safety and transportation? I couldn't find it anywhere. So I combined the worlds that I like together. And I will tell you, I worked at a very, 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 very large company. World-renowned, world-renowned company. And I hated it. I did. I truly hated it. And because of me being there, settling, because I was settling, pay was good, life was good in regards to pay. As long as you didn't have to think about the job outside of being at the job, life was great. And I was there for a few years, and I realized that I had settled. 
And I knew that wasn't what I loved. I knew it was not the job that I loved. I mean, I will tell you, when I had seen the job online that when it was available, it was almost like the job description was built off of my resume. But it wasn't what I loved. I will tell you, there are people that go to work every day that hate what they do. If you look at this and you think about it for a moment, there are moments in time that you're going to sit back for a moment and go, the majority of my life I have spent at work. So why not find the thing that you love? Seriously. Well, it's not a good time to start. It's not a good time to do this right now. If not now, then when? I'm going to tell you, this little radio station that we sit on today, I had a USB microphone. Hmm. Had a USB microphone in in an idea. A USB microphone in an idea. That's what I had. And believe me, I don't want to talk, sit here and talk about, oh, safety FM, blah, 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 blah. But that's what I want to tell you. Find what you love. Wake up in the morning and love what you do. You want me to tell you something? I have been doing this thing with Safety FM and doing this. We're going to be going on three years here in the next few in the in about a month in the next few months. I don't look at it as work. I really don't. And I and I know that some people go, well, you just sit behind a microphone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I wish it was all only that. But because I enjoy so much what I get to do day in and day out and so on, I don't see it as work. I get to go speak with people. I get to go interact with people. I get to do stuff on the radio. I go get to do consulting work. I We get to do sponsorships and promotions and all this kind of fun stuff. And that is what I enjoy doing. I love the interaction with people when we're doing a class together and it's the aha moment. So how are you going to do this? When are you going to step up and do the thing that you love? If not now, then when? Answer that question. You're never going to have enough time. You're never going to have enough money. The perfect condition is not going to exist. So when? Are you tired of settling? You could be the next big X. Insert your thought process right there. Seriously. You want to know something? Until you attempt to do it, we're never going to know if you will be or not. Now that's something to think about. Hello, Kubo. What have you got planned for today? Come on, this way. Adventure can be found anywhere, but the best place to start is in the forest. It's the most powerful magic there is. Head outside to discover incredible animals. Wow. And beautiful plants that come together to create an unforgettable adventure. <laughs> so grab your loved ones and explore a world of possibilities. Visit discovertheforest.org to find the closest forest or park to you. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the U.S. Forest Service. My teacher said that we should have a plan in case of an emergency. Do we have one? First thing I'm going to do is grab a flashlight with dead batteries. I'm going to start randomly throwing clothes in the bag. You two will be hiding in the closet and Dad won't be able to find you. And that's when we both start crying. Uncontrollably. Can you pass the cutlets? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. The Motivation Minute is courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. 
Lolly Daskal said, When you stop chasing the wrong things, you give the right things a chance to catch you. Now, I never met Lolly, but I will agree with this quote. In his book, Good to Great, Jim Collins shares a really cool story about a paper company who made the decision to sell their paper mills. It was not a unanimously popular decision, and it could have become the end of them if this risk turned out to be wrong. But it was a calculated risk, and they took it. And the cool thing is, the mills did better on their own, and the paper company did much better on its own as well. When they were trying to do too many things, they were a good company. But when they focused on one thing, they became a great company. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. You can find more, and you can submit your favorite quotes at MotivationMinute.org. Okay, that's Why Don't You Come Over by Stonekeepers featuring Easton. That song's readily available on iTunes and Spotify. A little bit more mellow this morning. Well, at least with the music, that's for sure. Anyways, let, thank you very much for allowing us to use that here on the Rated R Safety Show. As we are talking a little bit about everything today, like we do every day. That Like we do every day. Uh, so there you go. There you go. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. Anyways, 44 minutes past the top of the hour as we are hanging out here this morning on RadioBig.fm and on SafetyFM.com. So anyways, let's talk a little bit about what is going on inside of the world of the news. We're going to give you some of the celebrity stuff real quick. We'll try to get in and get out and move, move about real quick. Uh, how about another Britney Spears documentary? News has surfaced that Netflix is working on its own project. About the pop star, hoping to compete with Hulu's popular doc framing Britney Spears. This isn't the first time the two streamers have gone to war over a buzzy documentary. In 2019, Netflix Hulu released films within days of each other of the ill-fated Fire Festival. Fire Festival. So there you go. Didn't know if you've watched that one. That one's kind of interesting. Did you watch the new Britney Spears special? It seems to be every. It seems to be a little bit of everywhere, and everybody seems to be talking about it. Have you taken a look? Have you taken a look to it? When did I watch it? I think it was a weekend before last. We wa- we watched it here. Um, it was interesting. I mean, it was different. There was some stuff I didn't know. There was some stuff that I did know, but it was it was interesting to seeing the difference of what has occurred. I mean, made me think a lot. Made me think a lot about my lost opportunity of being right there at Planet Hollywood and not seeing her in person. Long story for a different day. Anyways, let's continue talking. Let's continue talking, talking, talking. Larry King's widow, Sean King, says that she was blindsided by last week's revelation that he had a secret will that didn't mention her. Yeah, a secret will, you know, the thing that people leave when they're dead. Um, and she says that she was that she's preparing to fight vigorously in court. Press reports emerged that King, who died last month, wrote a handwritten amendment to his will in 2019, leaving his $2 million estate to his five children and notably omitted his estranged wife. So there you go. There you go. That's pretty interesting right there. Uh, Let's continue talking. Did you hear about this? The Gremlins are wrecking havoc once again on Monday. Mountain Dew debuted an ad of their sugar-free drink starring Gizmo from the 80s classic Gremlins. The ad also featured original star Zach Galleon reprising his role as Billy Peltzer. Shown sitting at the couch with the furry creature who really wants a sip of the Mountain Dew. Letting Gizmo take a drink turns him into a, turns into a big mistake, however, resulting into a fur immediately starting into a pop-off of his back. So there you go. If you remember the movie, you know exactly where that goes next. So let's talk a little bit. I will tell you, um, you know, I'll reference this one, and then if you want to hear the rest of the music news, we can share it when you get to the other side. If you hang out with us at Radio 
Big.fm at the top of the hour. The weekend hit his new his his collection. The highlights debuted at number one on the Billboard Canadian Albums chart. Morgan Wallen's Dangerous, the double album, has dropped to number two after four weeks on the top. I'll tell you more news on the other side. So there you go. Let me give you a Corona virus update, a Corona update, a Corona update. So here we go. While many kids aren't complaining about the school, about the school's days that they have missed during the pandemic, their parents see bigger problems. A new survey finds that almost 70% of parents believe that spending a year in lockdown will have a lasting impact on the child's social development. The one poll survey of 2000 parents will, will with children aged two to 18 social development at two, hold on, uh, found that 69% who say that they were worried about the children in the lockdown. The top concerns is they will become difficult for their children to connect with people in person in the future. 52%, 45% of parents say that they feel that about that it's difficult for their child to play or make friends after being separated from their peers for so long. And 72% believe that they that during 2020, their child was lonelier than ever before. On the other hand, um, the t- time spent in detention is way down, like way, way down. <laughs> the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention is literally providing a breath of fresh air to people receiving the coronavirus vaccine. Officials say that people who get fully vaccinated no longer need to quarantine at home if they're exposed to a person with the virus. In some areas, government officials have ordered residents to quarantine for two weeks just for traveling to the wrong states. The, these new recommendations released last week apply to those within the first three months of receiving the final COVID-19 vaccine dosage. I would also have a vaccine joke here, but too many people won't get it. See what I did there? See what I did there? Uh-huh. So there you go. Think about that real quick. Think about that as we do talk. Um, so there you go. Let's jump around, talk a little bit more about some news about what's going on. Okay, everybody knows I like kids more than people. Visibly aging President Joe Biden declared at a town hall in Milwaukee last night to address his administration plans on ending the pandemic. Moderator Anderson Cooper frequently bailed out of an accuracy... <laughs> president has he struggled to string more than two consecutive cohesive thoughts together i don't think that's a fair assessment to say when it was asked about the national vaccination standard biden took his predecessors president trump's approach saying that the states make the decision on who and in what order people receive the vaccination adding that he can't he can't as president mandate that states give certain vaccines to certain people biden said that he didn't want to predict when Expect the end of the pandemic because he would be held accountable. He added that he he expects that the situation to be much improved by the states by next next fall school year, but added that even by the end of 2021, we could still be wearing masks. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Mitt Romney and Tom Cotton have a plan to raise minimum wage. The Republican senators announced legislation on Tuesday that will begin a slow minimum wage increase indexed to inflation, but not before the end of the pandemic. The legislation would also tighten employment verification restrictions to ensure illegal immigrants couldn't be hired by employers. As we talked about before, let's talk a little bit more about this as the people from Feature Story News told us a few moments ago, former President Trump may not have access to Twitter, but he can issue press releases, which he did to rip Mitch McConnell. Following Trump's acquittal Saturday, McConnell took to the Senate floor to decry his actions, but explained that he did not rise to the impeach- an impeachable offense. Now Trump is punching back. In a statement, he said Mitch is a dour, sullen, unsmiling political hack. And, and if the Republican senator are going to stay with him, they will not win again. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. He said this actively supported the primary, primary candidates who supported the America First and MAGA agenda. So there you go. There you go. I can only give you what's written inside of there. It does not mean that I technically agree with what I have to say. Oops. <laughs> what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Safety FM. Safety FM. 
Listen at your own risk. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about the lottery, 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 lottery. No winner for Saturday night's Powerball drawing. Tonight's drawing will be for $66 million jackpot or $48.3 million cash payout. So there you go. Good luck if you're trying to play and see what happened from there. Uh, Let's continue talking real quick about what is going on inside of the news. Hasbro, as we had talked about, has canceled plans to make a Cara Dune action figure after the Mandalorian actress Gina Carano was axed last week over controversial information. I don't know. I don't know how that continues to 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 make the scenes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about that stuff. I really don't. Anyways, 53 minutes past the top of the hour as we are continuing on. In seven minutes, we will be making the move to Radio Big. I would love for you to join me over there. Come hang out and let's talk about some things that are going on inside of that world over there. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about the stuff that occurred back on this date. In 2013, cleanup efforts began in Russia to fix the damage caused by a meteor that exploded over the Ural Mountains. Most of the damage contained in Shalak. Yeah, where buildings suffered broken windows and required minor repairs and debris. A large hole was found in the frozen over a lake, but no fragments of the meter or of the meteor were initiated and recovered. Eventually, small fragments were recovered across the city, and there is now a fairly robust market to buy and sell them. So there you go if you're interested in that. So there you go. Um, and then in 2020, this one occurred. Let me tell you about this one. Amazon Jeff Bezos pledges $10 billion to help the climate change, which he calls the biggest threat to our planet. The funds will go towards the creation of Bezos Earth Fund. So there you go. Let's talk about some birthdays that are going on today. So taking it from the top, Ed Sheeran, pop singer, turns 30 today. Joseph Golden-Levitt, are you ready for this? He turns 40 today. As well does Paris Hilton, not Perez Hilton, but Paris Hilton, you know, the reality star and heir of the Hilton legacy. Here you go. Jason Ritter turns 41. Billy Joe Armstrong, yeah, from Green Day. He turns 49 today. Denise Richards turns 50. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Michael Bay turns 56. Larry the Cable Guy turns 58. Michael Jordan turns 58. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Vicente Fernandez turns 81 and Jim Brown turns 85. So there you go. A lot of stuff going on today. If you need a reason to celebrate today, National Random Acts of Kindness Day, give it a try. Give it a try. You'll like it. And then National Cabbage Day and Ash Wednesday. So there you go. You know, Fat Tuesdays yesterday, Ash Wednesday has to happen the day after. Just kind of how it goes. Uh, so there you go. Let's talk a little bit more here. Let me tell you about my friends real quick before I take it too far. Yeah, before I take it too far. <laughs> um, yeah, before I take it too far, let's go with this. If you're running into any thoughts of suicide or depression, call my friends at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can give them a call at 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-TALK, 1-800-273-8255. Before you do your next move, Make sure that you give them a call. Okay, here we go. Let's talk about some the things you should never know. Here we go. The FDA allows one rodent hair and 30 insect fragments for 100 grams of peanut butter. Yep, you heard me there. You heard, you heard me correctly. What your call, uh, what your cat is floating. Mm-hmm. What the hockey pucky is really all out there? Most of you'll read an urban dictionary. What your significant other really thinks of you. Remember, these are things you should never know. The sheer pain of Lego foot. The taste of kiwi pizza. How spotted dick got its name. What your O face looks like. What life would be like without cookies. My weight. And any details regarding your own conception. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so if I can leave you with some random jokes for today, here's this one. I try to take one at a time, but sometimes several of them 
attack me at once. If you need a phone starter for a day, try this one. What random act of kindness did someone do for you? If you need a conversation for the water cooler, try this. 41% of people say that they do this once a day. 33% do it twice a day. What is it? Wash their face. So there you go. You've been listening to the Rated R Safety Show exclusively on safetyfm.com and on radiobig.fm. Would love for you to come hang out with me at the top of the hour at radiobig.fm. So that way we can continue down with the fun going down the path. Anyways, thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. If I can leave you with a thought for today, I would like to leave you with this one. Lost time is never found again. Think about it. Now tie into our main story and think about that. And that's what we have to say for today. Anyways, I am going to let you go for now. Like I said, if you want to come hang out, come hang out at the top of the hour, radiobig.fm. Would love to see you there. We'll hang out for the next couple hours, doing some music, talking about some more stuff going on inside of the news and going around and about. If you want to go down the other sequence of events, you can go to safetyfm.com, hang out on the radio station and do those things that you do. Also, if I haven't mentioned it in a while, but... Don't forget about our subscription service, Safety FM Plus, where we are always putting more information on what's going on. And the next and the next episode of Around the Safety Pod will be released relatively shortly with a special guest. Anyways, that's all I got for today. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. Duh. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.